this is Audrey. And this is Jen. And this is 40s in the City, where we talk about our trials and tribulations of dating in New York in our 40s. Okay, welcome back to 40s in the City. I'm Jen. And I'm Audrey. And um, last time we were talking about our not girls summer. (laughs) (laughs) Our not hot girl summer. (laughs) And how things were going for that and preparing for coven season. And, you know, it's been raining every weekend. So, hey, it's hit us. Um, But just kind of what's been happening with us. And that's a good point. I think cuffing season came on earlier because every September is normally beautiful in New York, but it's been rainy every weekend. It's been it's been not so nice as September. September is usually like such a nice start where there's like, yeah, quite a few all the way until the end. Well, I guess we're into gorgeous October. blue skies. Yeah. Is the weather still warm enough? But it's not brutal. And October, I feel like is usually like such a beautiful transition because yeah. it's really nice. There's some nice days, mm. but we've been having nice weekdays <laughs> and then rainy weekends for the last like what? flooding we month had, and a half, flooding yeah. and everything, massive flooding. Yeah, so it's been a little rough on the weather front. Yeah, so weekends dating. I had a friend who texted me last night at 7 p.m. and was like, hey, we're going to go out um, at 10 p.m. at this place. And I was like, (laughs) oh, like it was raining all day. It was pouring. I was out. And I was like, (laughs) I was like, I think I'm in for the night, whether or not I could or could not do it. But I was like, I think I'm in for that night. So basically, it's been been that kind of weekend. Um, I almost had a date canceled. Because well, when because we had the, the mass, we had the mass mass flooding. Oh, yeah. oh, even that my was horrible even my coworkers <laughs> were my coworkers were like, "Are you still going out tonight?" And I was like, oh, "I don't know at this point." Because I was in Park Slope and it was like flooded all around. It was flooded, yeah. And then um, I texted him and I said, "Hey, do you still want to meet up?" And he was in Dumbo. He's like, "I'm looking at the Brooklyn Bridge. There are still tourists here. They're not going to beat me." <laughs> oh, okay. So we still went out, but yeah. Anyway, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I was like carrying a child across, like uh, flooding and everything like that. We got trash cans floating around oh, no. in our front. Yeah, so that so that <laughs> was the anyway. So basically, the the start of cuffing season in New York has been rainy and wet. <laughs> yes, yeah, um, and not in a good way. Um, and so, okay, what's been happening with us? So I've pretty much. Um, let's see, end of summer, getting back from Portugal, you had ended kind of a, a stint, um, a month, month and a half stint of dating somebody. It was a five week thing that I'm now calling my rebound. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. I have told someone that was my rebound. Now I can actually like really date and someone said, absolutely fair. That doesn't count, but I think it counts. I think it counts. That was my rebound. You know what? And you didn't get a rash from it. I didn't. I think that's a win. (laughs) I think that's a win. I didn't get a rash. I didn't get cray cray attached or anything. I like rebounds. Actually talking about, I like rebounds because I'm all about like these lessons and, and, (laughs) and no, Knowing myself better with having experience instead of yeah. just sitting in a room trying to figure out myself right. and spin in circles around. You know what I mean? Like I'm not uh, one to wallow for months on end, but you know, I don't know. I had a rebound before that lasted a year and a half. So I think a five week rebound is, is kind of good. It's kind of good. So now I can, I can go hopefully find the real deal. Yeah. So where we left off last time was the five week rebound. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Didn't go so well. Yeah, and then that veered off and that went. Um, yeah, ghosted, rashes, STDs, the whole nine yards. And um, and then I threw myself back into the dating app, which I hadn't wanted to do, right? right? You so had a bunch of dates lined exactly. up. Exactly. I got off Bumble, went on to Hinge, which was wild. It just felt like everybody's on Hinge. And Oh, you had that hot Asian guy from Pennsylvania. Exactly. Which I wish you could have transferred to me I know, somehow. I know. I would have taken that. I would have taken a Didn't go anywhere, but like... What happened was when we last left off, I was about to have four dates with four guys in four days, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is a little excessive, but you know, yeah, that's where we left off with me. Okay. Yeah. And I think I left off that I was still trying to find a, like a friends with benefits situation, something to go into casual, whatever potential relationship. Like, I don't care. It's just something, um, to start with um, into like cuffing season and just some kind of interest. I think I just like some kind of interest. Yeah. Some, it doesn't have to be in some bucket of this, that friends with benefit casual or relationship or any of that. I just want companionship, you know? Um, but it's been really stale and quiet (laughs) on the dating apps. It's been really Really? freaking snooze. Um, and even in the summer, in the summer, it was hard. Like, well, like, hard was, there to say. A, was there a shift? Because for me, oh. there, there was a shift. Like, and here's and the, the dialogue and like well, the messaging. The, yeah, and the amount of energy and activity around my profile at the end of summer was was wild. I mean, but I, I actually, I think maybe because I was brand new on Hinge. So I think Hinge might have like blown up my profile a little bit more, but I just, I was getting so many likes on my profile and so many messages and so many men wanting to talk. It was, it was overwhelming. I had to put it on pause at one point, but then I I went and I unpaused it recently and it just crickets. It's part of my mindful, intentional, like new style of dating that I'm doing. It's like by stepping back, I want to see who they are and how they show up more. And, and so Mm -hmm. that means, you know, not driving conversations and I'm, I'm a talker, you know, I can drive. (laughs) Somebody said to me when I, a a male friend of mine, I told him I'd never had a really horrible first date. And he said, that's because you can carry a conversation all on your own. (laughs) And I was like, I don't know how to take that, but I heard him and I, and I thought I, yeah, when there's awkward silence or the man doesn't know what to say, I'm always quick to fill it in, you know, and I decided to stop doing that. And it's been wonderful. These four dates that I had, these four men recently, they all made more effort. They planned things. They chose a place we would go. And I, I felt taken care of. I didn't get exhausted also with the process, mm-hmm, you know, cause exactly. it's exhausting, but it's interesting because I did have a date with one who recently we, I was talking to him and just asking him how, how has it been on the dating app for you? And he said, not great. And so for the Mm. male perspective, he said to me, he had two first dates with other people and then didn't see them again. And I became the only person he was, he was seeing. And I I was like, Oh really? (laughs) I was surprised by Mm -hmm. that because I was dating other people, but he said to me, I, I wonder if people have just lost the ability to communicate or they don't know how to have conversation. They don't know how to ask questions and show interest. And he, so I think from online, from the male perspective, and he was a little quieter and introverted. And so it was interesting, you know, and I, I thought there has to be a happy middle ground that everybody's meeting. Like if, if everybody's going, Oh, the other person has to make more effort. 
then the other person's getting exhausted maybe. Yeah. So it was interesting to hear it from the male perspective mm-hmm. and to also yeah. hear from him that he was also frustrated that more women weren't, you know, engaging, commu- engaging more. And yeah, because my perspective before that was sort of one-sided. I thought this was a man thing, you know, right. but, but no, he experiences it with women as well. And, you know, and being, he's, he's a quieter, more introverted person. So that must've been extra exhausting for him. So I, you know, I reflected on that later and I was thinking there has to be some happy middle ground. And the guys that I ended up continuing to see, there was a happy middle ground, you know, where it like wasn't too much communication and it wasn't too little. So, so just as a quick, you know, summary of the four guys that I had the four dates with, um, I'm only continuing to talk to one right now. I had stopped talking to two. So this one that I just mentioned that, you know, was struggling with the, with the conversations, um, he's actually moving away. So, so that kind of ended, but, but I kind of thought about the two that I continued talking to and was interested in. And there was, there was a happy medium of conversation where it was, there was mutual interest. There was a sort of a dance back and forth um, equally mm-hmm. asking questions. Mm-hmm. That's kind of rare, right? From the very where, beginning, yeah. from the very beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas with the other guys, it was a struggle. Well, one of them, it was too little and there wasn't any connection happening. So we had three dates that were like nice, but then I sent him a nice text message that was sort of like, Hey, he, he was asking for a fourth date. And I just said, I'm not really feeling a connection here, but it's been really nice meeting you. And I like, wish you all the best. And he was understanding. And he said, great. The other one, it was like on the other extreme where it was like way too communication. He wanted to be in constant contact. He wanted long phone calls all the time. He like wanted to talk to me while I was visiting family. It was like way too much too soon. Mm -hmm. And when I ended things with him, I even said that I said, you know, it was just too much, too fast, too soon. And to me, that was all sorts of red flags. So there's definitely a okay, happy, happy name? middle ground. <laughs> so tell all the ladies, what's his name? So I won't, I won't say his flags. name. But, but red flag or tea. Red flag. Yeah, tea. exactly. So, so with that one, you know, I just, um, if a guy wants too much communication, he's sharing way too much and like wanting to go too deep, too fast. To me, that's also a different kind of red flag where it's just like, um, mm. there's no boundaries here. You don't really know who I am. We don't have trust oh, here. God. So uh, the ha- I was thinking about that last Were you? night. Yeah. Yeah. In the ye old question, so what are you looking for? Oh, and I'm yeah. like, oh, what I'm looking for is really long context and probably overwhelming to mention. Like, do you have that conversation at the first date or Ooh. like, do you wait a month later? Because- you know, cause right. We've talked I'm, what I'm yeah. looking for is not somebody to live with like, yeah. and because I have a child and blah, 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 you know, you know, that's, that can be very overwhelming. Do you get right. it out at front? No, but it is, yeah. it's, 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 I mean, you of, wanted to have it up front. It's, I think it's a lot. I think lot. I would be overwhelmed if yeah. somebody dumped that, not because of, oh, can I handle that situation or anything? It's more that they sound like, it's a lot of baggage. It sounds like it's more baggage than it really is. It's just the reality because I know that I've been on dates and I, by the the second month or something, we're evaluating what we want from each other and then it doesn't match up. Right. Right. But so it feels rigid. It feels rigid. Yeah. How you're saying like, it can be a lot because there's, I don't know, there has to be a gauge of like slowly 
but this guy was maybe just like that. He was just very overwhelming. Maybe he wanted something serious where he's like seeing right off the bat. Yeah. You know, did he say that up front when you guys had that conversation? For sure. So this guy was definitely, I mean, I also attract a certain kind of guy because besides my wholesome (laughs) pictures on the profile, I have it on my profile that I'm looking for a life partner. But And I have a little paragraph written about, like, I know that you don't know, though, right off the bat, like, it takes Mm -hmm. time to learn that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we need to get to know each other. Um, So I'm also attracting a certain kind of guy. I think that's looking for a a serious relationship. Yes. And and that's the thing about dating profiles. And I'm a communications, you know, kind of marketing person. So I think about these things and it it does, you know, show in who, who comes to you. So this guy looking for a serious relationship. He is a single dad, you know, um, been divorced just a few years, but he has a lot of other challenges in life too. And I, he was just very, I, I think he was needing a lot of emotional support from a woman. And for me, it's like, how many years had he been divorced? Like three. Okay. Yeah. And at that point it was like, I don't know you, I don't trust you. So I, I get these red flags in my body. I like, I get all these senses that with these guys who have this like rigid kind of view of like, this is what I need or any person. Oh, oh yeah. It's sort of like they're out there looking for somebody to just fit into some role they need in their life. And it has nothing to do with me. And I don't like that. Yes. Or, but then if it's not rigid, they, I feel like, and I don't want to say rigid because it's not. Because it's, I agree specific, with you. Specific, I agree with you. Yeah, For me, yeah. rigid is like, I do not want, um, after have coming out of a divorce five years now, I don't want this relationship. I'm not in my 30s anymore. So I don't want this relationship that at six months, we have to say, I love you. At this point, like there's these milestones that you have to meet. I don't want expectations, right? Yeah. And to me, that kind of goes with rigidness. But then... See, that's the opposite the of rigid, op- in my opinion. Oh, really? Like having no expectations. Yeah. yeah. Versus yes. like being somebody who comes off as very needy. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then there's somebody who is vocal about or knows like what they're looking for. Like there's some... There's gray areas, I think, in between those yeah. lines of somebody who kind of knows what they're looking for and vocalizes that. And then I don't know, I'm getting lost in that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I would summarize it like this. So the one guy right now that I'm continuing to talk to and who actually through this entire ordeal I've been through in the last month with these four men, there is one that I just consistently have felt, you know, something resonates with him and I want to continue talking to him more than anyone else. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and so even the guy that's about to move to Brazil, you know, yeah, the move conveniently took him out of the, but took him out of the, the pipeline here. However, I honestly wasn't as excited about him as, as this one person, this person had his checklist and we, we got, we started to get into checklist. He had his own checklist. Yeah. We started to get into checklist a little bit in the last episode. And so he had sort of a checklist of Mm. things he was looking for. I don't fit every single one of those, but you know, there were a couple of items on there that I had my reservations about, but you know what? We talked through it. I actually, I shared with him. I'm like, I don't know about this thing, you know, and we actually communicated through it and, and he reassured me and he took the effort and time to listen to me and share with me his opinions. And we kind of went back and I guess that's what I'm looking for. 
I'm looking for somebody who kind of knows what they want, but they also recognize like if they have a good connection with somebody um, who might not fit it exactly, you'd like navigate that. Was that together in or no? It, it, it's yeah, okay, because the person's been out of the country for the last one. So we had our first date and then and then he left the country for like a month. So mm. So yeah, this has been like, you know, through just getting to know each, each other over text. We're going to re-meet soon. But I guess that's what's important to me. It's this sort of awareness that you might have a connection with somebody who doesn't fit your checklist exactly, but you navigate that together mm-hmm. and you kind of create a relationship. It's a dance. I see it as a dance. Okay. So, so what I'm noticing a lot too on the apps with men is um, a lot of men in travel mode which I haven't seen in a while. Actually, I don't know if I've ever seen it. And for some reason, like one out of five maybe are like on travel mode. And I think I would normally have been hesitant about swiping right on that. However, I know I'm a passport hoe or a passport (laughs) sis. Um, So I was like, okay, so I have different perspectives. Now in last summer and this summer, so two times, right? Yeah. Um, and maybe more and maybe in winter in London. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which speaking of uh, somebody from London, like came out from the dead in the last few weeks, oh. it was completely like done. How do, how do you feel when guys then, come back for the dead? Well, what happened for him is that, um, he had then taken custody of his two kids who are teens oh, and wow. going through a whole custody battle. And then he lost his father. So in that in circumstance, I definitely, yeah, was like, it's valid. And, um, and he literally said, I only had time to focus on things that were in front of me. And I was like, fair enough. I too, do, you know, but, um, but we'll see. There's nothing really like, I don't know. He's really hot too. (laughs) But he has a small penis. So I don't know. Oh no. So it's still iffy for me. He's really hot. Um, small penis so we'll see we'll see anyhow but despite despite that was it good um we never oh got down and dirty because of um yeah but we hung out and we made out a lot i was his first yeah he was he was coming out of a divorce and so i was his first like kiss date uh messing around with yeah interesting yeah Oh, oh, because that's always a little his penis size. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was because yeah, we messed around, but um Okay. Yeah. It's always a little daunting when you're like the first one after somebody's divorce, no? Oh no. I, I have I been like, that person and I feel I, like good about it. I feel like superior. I feel like I'm a queen. Are you I'm serious? Like, yeah. So I'm this is this is something doing that. I'm like as for dating in your forties, <laughs> this this is something I'm actually surprised we didn't we didn't like come up with earlier, but I, I actually do not like anymore being that, that first person somebody dates after a divorce. Okay. And I, I've had the whole, I've had a whole range. So I have dated the guy who was divorced for two years and had, you know, dated some other women, fooled around with some other women, but I was the first like relationship. So I had that. That was great. And then I had the situation where he was very recently separated. So they weren't even totally divorced, but she had just moved out of the apartment for like a month before, you know, I appeared and she had, there were still her things in the apartment. Mm. Then I've had the situation where she wasn't even moved out yet. Okay. (laughs) 
in my defense, they had just decided to separate and she wasn't moved out yet. And in my defense, you know, in New York City, it can be hard to find an apartment. But this man was gorgeous. This man, mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. man was was absolutely gorgeous. When when friends have given me shit about this, I'm like, okay, but let me show you the picture. Like, best green eyes you've ever seen in your life. And he was he was a presenter on um, the Spanish speaking ESPN. Like, and he used to play mm-hmm. professional soccer. Like, gorgeous man. Okay, so my defense. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. anyway, so I've had a whole range of divorce men at this Pretty point. Pretty face can change everything. Oh my God. No. Can change that <laughs> <laughs> but here's the reason why I won't. And it probably related to that one in particular, <laughs> because they all broke my heart, all of them. And um, well, the first one, different reasons. He, he actually, we could have had a great relationship, but, but these other two that were very recently separated, went through after like two, three months of dating, they went through this freak out of like, I'm not ready for something more serious. What? Yeah. That happened to me a number of time with the very recently not separated wife, not totally out of the picture men. So okay, I well, try to avoid it. Yeah. I mean, I do think it's healthy. So I even told him, I was like, and because I was visiting, he didn't know I was visiting. I didn't do a travel mode, which I said um, after I did in Portugal. I did it in Portugal, but I regretted that because it shows you're on travel mode rather than just being there and you being in the mix. Uh, you know, so when you show on travel mode, it like kind of red flags it that you're visiting, basically. And, and when you're looking I for a one night stand. <laughs> yes, exactly. And you get a different attitude. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah the contrast and like the approach. And then I think when you meet them and they're there in front of you and you, you're like, Oh, I'm here for whatever, or via message or anything like that. I mean, it's not like, Oh, you're trying to like manipulate anybody or you're going to wait till the right time. It's just that, you know, I don't want somebody to treat me like I'm just trying to have a one night stand with them. Anyways. Um, and I'm not, I'm just like, and I'm not looking to be like wine to dine and like, oh, spend money on me. And then, you know, whatever. I'm just looking to meet people. Cause most of the times if I do these things or it's places that I go to frequently and that you're going to do that with any girl anyways, and maybe reach out to her. So what if it, I'm not back there for another six months or a year? Like, you know, so what's the difference from you and another girl that you is in the same city as you, but you're not seeing often that you just want to be casual anyways. Like there's no freaking difference. So don't like, don't call me out on that. Like, so anyways, um, yeah. So, so as a reminder, was, we are in New York city where a lot of people travel to exactly post pandemic. I'm sure a lot of these guys are just traveling here for work now or for right. Yeah. 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 It's the, as we, 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 we said different on the other side. Yeah. I it think is. when I'm trying to be that person and I'm traveling yeah. and I'm like, no big deal. Like what the hell is the difference? Like, and right. then we go out and have a good time. If they find out they're like, Oh, you're here. Yeah. I'm trying to think I'm trying to put myself in the other person's shoes. Like the dude, like I'm traveling somewhere and they were like, Oh, you're only here for a short time. But you know, you know, I was fine being that rebound. And I was like, this is good for you. Like, are you, you know, you should be dating more. You should right. be doing that. Like, you know, so it was, yeah, it was more like, I felt like I was, we all need that rebound. We all, yeah, we all need to get a little training. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but when I see the travel mode, it red flags me. And this time, I think the last um, times I've seen it, I'm like, okay, let me be more open-minded because I'm that other person. Right. Um, but the timing just gets hard. I think they're like, oh, for a week. And they want like the randomest times. And instead of 
I think what it's about, what we were kind of getting to is making time and space like for planning something rather than I'm here. Oh, one dude, I think this was last night was like, I'm going to a comedy show right now, but when I get out, let's go have drinks. And I'm like, I'm not just like up at your beck and call, regardless if I have a child or not, I'm a single mom or not. That doesn't matter. Like, so I think it was more about that. Like, and he was leaving on Monday. So it was Saturday when he said that and he was leaving in a few days. So if we had matched and he had said, you know, I, you look, you look really nice. I'd like to meet you. I'm only here for a short time, but I'd like to meet you. How about, you know, here's a Friday or something like that. And yeah like plan something that would have been a different story. So like, I think it's putting a little bit of that conscious to not make people feel like that. It's just a sporadic spontaneous. I think that's kind of what we were getting to earlier. Yeah. It kind of relates to what like we were a talking guy, about. A earlier. guy needs to make a little effort. So, so part of the reason why I have stepped back and I want the man to plan at least the first and second dates and like make those Mm -hmm. choices is because you just, I don't know. There's something that feels wrong about it when I've done all the work and they just get to show up. I mean, it just, it just feels like I'm into like getting ready and getting dolled up. I want to step into my femininity and show up to look nice and wear a dress. Like I'll, I'll put that time and effort to wear a dress rather than to, how about this? How about if we say, Hey, would you rather me spend the time and effort into finding a place and picking a place and, mm-hmm. and having this communication with you? Or would you rather me put that time and effort into looking good so that when we do meet right that, you know, you're blown away or whatever. Right. You know? Yeah. No. And I hear you. And I, it, it's funny cause I am like a strong independent woman. And, and then I'm also like a longtime New Yorker. So I know plenty of great places to go to, but this has been a new thing in my life that has come up as a need. Like I need that guy to do this because yes. Yeah. I'm also a feminine woman. And I, and I, I like what you said earlier about the, like the masculine femininity thing. So we should say this is like, this is applies to heteronormative relationships where, you know, we're with these men and I've, I have learned through my relationships I don't like being the dominant one in my relationships. Mm-hmm. I don't like being the dominant one. I don't like being the one that always has to plan things. I just don't like mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. So I have decided from early dates, I need that guy to be planning things. Yep. Exactly. <clears throat> because I don't I mean, want to a whole marriage on that. I don't want to end up in another situation and where it started yeah. out when we were dating, where I decided to like split the bills, you know, yeah. not split them 50, 50, but cover the bills sometimes. Yeah. And I think there was like a shock face and stuff, but then I think I just realized that then that carried through in the marriage and then into when you have kids and that when you own a house and everything like that. And it's just, it's a deeper conversation, but like, and it's debatable mm-hmm. from other side, but I think it, for me, to try to make it simplistic is that it starts with that, like somebody who owns that dominance and I want to step into my femininity and it, it does really carry through, through yeah. the rela- remainder of the relationship. And the, the bottom line is the women, oof, this is, I'm getting, I'm going to start to get a little deep. The bottom line is that when you start to have a household and a child and everything like that, women yeah. start to gain more of that burden and carry more of that load by default. And so therefore, when you're then doing part of the financial and the planning and everything, and I started to wear the pants because I was an assertive female and everything. And it just, there was just a huge conflict. And then, then it started to struggle back and forth. And it was just, it's just not a good place. And it starts with 
the dates. Like, it does. And it really does. It I want to show up. I want to feel yeah. sexual. Like, and, and you know what? Actually, that's another point is not only like you'd probably, you know, for the male, they probably want me to like spend that time and effort or ask me, would you rather me spend that time and effort to like get dolled up and whatever. But also it makes me feel more sexual, you know, and mm-hmm. step into my own sexuality as a female, right. which is probably what they want is where I'm going to show up because you presented this and you're like owning this and you're like a little bit like kind of dominating the male female role, you know, just. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's a little bit different. I, I do want equality in my relationships, but, but there's one thing that's true. Like when the man makes effort and he shows me that he's taken time to plan the date and he's, he's making that effort. I, I can let my guard down. I can mm-hmm. let my guard down a little bit. I feel mm-hmm. a little bit at ease and I feel like I can be a little more open because he's it's a security. It's, right? it's it he's given that. me the feeling of safety of like, I'm really interested in you and I'm invested in this time with you. I'm not just trying to get laid here. Mm-hmm. I'm not just trying to find somebody to like easily get laid with and you've made all the effort and I care so little about you. So, so for right. me, it's like when he shows that amount of care, it, I can let my it's a guard multitude, down. I, think. I can let I my guard down. So I can feel a little safer. I feel a little taken care of. And I wish most men understood this. I think it's, it really does get like deeper into psychological of how the yeah. security of all of that and yeah. the, yeah, that. And and not all women or men want that. No, but for the ones universal. that I think I do, like I want to feel feminine and sexy, and of course equality and everything like that. And in yeah. in most terms, but I think as far as like, you know, I'm that girl that can't decide what she wants to eat for dinner. So just tell yeah. me. Uh, there's a stroke <laughs> song that says, "Sit me down, shut me up." <laughs> or yeah, I'll shut up. Yeah. And I'll make it up to you. Like I feel like yeah. that. Like sometimes I can be put in my place. Like I'm okay with that. That's a whole like Right. But it's just this of like the simple, simplistic things of like planning a date yeah. and especially in the initial, that allows me to like take a step back, feel at ease, like you were saying, yeah. and yeah. show up and feel like yeah, like you're not the planner. I mean, no, I plan exactly. events for work. Like, and so, I don't want to be on my type A shit. Exactly. You know? Like that. Then when I, I'm on my type A shit, then yeah. I'm wearing the pants and then I'm like in type A mode. So when yeah. you're in type A mode, nobody, exactly. like, I just don't want to be in my I type A mode. I don't want to be. I have to do that all day at work. And and the man who had me more wrapped around his little finger than any other man in this world was somebody who was like a very strong personality type A, like took charge. And what I liked about that too, though, and and I love that you brought up the assertive female thing is that I also want a man who's not intimidated by that. Like, Mm -hmm. despite knowing that I'm, you know, assertive, successful or all of these things, he can still step up and plan a date and Mm -hmm. do that. He's not intimidated by me having my shit together. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that and I, just... that's, that's what I look for. I look for somebody who would like, he's going to be an equal with me. He's not intimidated. He doesn't like leave everything up to me. Cause he's, you know, afraid by that. So, so yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah. I mean, I think we're all feeling that. I feel like. The, yeah. Yeah. A soft girl air. 
Um, Okay. So the other thing I got to bring this up because I'm really tripping off this has been happening lately. Like I said, I kind of went back to Tinder and nothing was happening. And then I went back to Bumble and all of a sudden when I was off Bumble for whatever week and a half, there was like all of these like really nicely edited photos, initial photos. And then some of them were like, not so, but the first ones were like highly edited, some suspect AI, like, you know, those apps that you put in your photo mm-hmm. and they give like professional, they give yeah. some kind of casual, I like started altered, thinking, AI altered yeah. photos. And I I'm started thinking I was getting one out. bots. I thought I was getting bots there for a little while, actually, because there was a string of really hot model looking Asian guys. Okay. They figured your type. Yes. <laughs> they were like a whole string of them. And I'm like, who are all these Asian guys that look like models that are like, you know, I mean, just for the record, it, I, I'm not sure if it's come up in podcast one or two, but I'm half Asian and, you know, I have it on there on my profile, but there was a whole string of them and they, I don't know if it was AI generated, but they all look like models. Some of them after matching disappeared or after I didn't respond to their message disappeared. I'm like, what is this? Are they bots? So that's something else to think about. Are they running scams? Because you know, there are a lot of scams on dating apps too. Of course. Yeah. 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 I almost got catfish like in Portugal. And they try to extort money from women and stuff. So Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, so it would be the first photo that was highly altered. And maybe it was like something that they used for their profile photos or had done or whatever. And then the rest seemed to be like pretty real. Like they were blur, not blurry, but like, you know, like more authentic because they weren't so right. perfect or whatever. Yeah. But they weren't airbrushed. Are they, yeah. But are they just being pulled off online somewhere? Um, like who knows? To learn and, and they were in my age range. They were from 45, 47 and stuff, which I thought was really odd it's because age usually you have to get through like it's one out of 50 or what do you think the ratio is from men in forties to 55 of like good looking guys versus good looking women? No. Oh, oh, versus, oh the God. Daddies. No, it's, it's a small amount. It's a small amount, sadly. Yeah, like one out of 25 to 50. That's a big range, but like, you know. Yeah. And these were like almost back to back. There was like literally 10 back to back when I went back. And the first ones were, some just seemed edited, like the contrast was perfect. And then some seemed like they were really AI photos. Oh, no. Um, And then, but the rest of the profile seemed like they had like their prompts were kind of wasn't generic, you know, it was really, Mm -hmm. so it was really, really, really hard to tell. But I mean, needless to say, anyways, even if we, maybe we match, we didn't, I can't, I can't remember. I don't, that was last night. I don't even remember. (laughs) I don't even care. You know, I think it's waiting in that 24 hour limbo where you have to say hi, which by the way, I fucking hate about Everybody hates, everybody hates that about Bumble. That's why everybody told me get off Bumble. None of like nobody good is on there anymore because it's so annoying with that 24 hour pressure. Everyone was telling me for a while, get on Hinge. But yeah. And I'm, I'm not having any, I'm not seeing, I'm seeing very rarely or like it doesn't, the conversations don't go nowhere, but I guess that's across the board, but right. Yeah. And no. then even if we do match and then the conversations kind of get stale. No Are you on match as well? There. Yeah. Oh no match. No. Is okay. it free? Do they have a free match.com? I think they do. I'm not sure. 
I'm not on yeah. that one, but I had my, my friend over the weekend. Um, she's, um, she's single. Like all my friends are single all mm-hmm. of a sudden, you know, one's uh, divorced, one's a widower, one's just never married like me. Um, but we were talking about match and I was thinking it might be right for her, but I have never been on match, but I, I think it's an older crowd who are like mostly divorced or widowed or my hairdresser, the, the 60 year old, <laughs> around 60 year old. She was saying the same thing. She was on match. Oh, so yeah. So each dating, you know, app does have its different sort of appeal for different age groups and everything. Yeah. I haven't, sure. I haven't dug into them too much. Yeah. Well, so then even if you do have, let's say you get as far as you have a first date right. and like, you know, what usually it's a struggle to get to like a second. It just gets See, you know what? That's, this is what's really, interesting. I, I was talking about like, it's like you have that one moment, you know, <laughs> it's like, it's like an interview, like a job application. Mm-hmm is your profile and then an interview is like the first day and then you're like you have a certain amount of time i mean not like it's all about like the one have you had a lot of just one dates though because i've heard this from other women and i i have i have not i've i've like gotten a lot of second third dates and in this recent round of these four guys that i was dating as well like i got a second third date with with all of them you know and i i'm just wondering why that doesn't Okay, so what? I yeah. will say, for <laughs> example, confused. one, I yeah. met the guy and it finds out he didn't really know English. And so oh, no. we were getting by on messaging. Oh, no. And I thought it was like cute flirtation kind of in Spanish. Um, turns out he just didn't speak English. And I was like, thick. And he's like, I thought he spoke Spanish. And then um, this other dude, he like never had pictures, but he had like his front teeth, like where he had a big chip in his front tooth. Like, no, it just sounds fucked up. Like, I mean, it's not. No, I, actually, when I met him, and then the first thing he I talked about was that how. He, um, <laughs> I was no, like, I have a little the, chip. <laughs> I just remember he wasn't as cute as like photos and stuff. And then when I met him the first, within the first 20 minutes of speaking, he was like, he had to get a new car and that he's got to wait for like his credit repair or something. And I was like, fuck, <laughs> like <laughs> credit repair for a car. Uh, okay. This is, I'm not into Not this. a good sign. Yeah. And so, you know, people reveal stuff. And then one dude, yeah. I didn't, he ghosted me. He was the hot silver fox. And mm-hmm. then, um, and then another dude, I think I was waiting for him to ask me. So we didn't, um, have sex the first time that we went out. And I was waiting because I felt like if I did, we kind of like had a hot and heavy makeout session and then we didn't. And then I was just tired. It was like 3am. He got me super drunk and that was his fault. And then (laughs) I felt like if I asked him out again, that it would seem like I owe him sex. And then, so I didn't, and then it just, we just conversated forever and messaged forever, yeah. but, but he didn't say we should go out again, or when can I see you or anything? And I didn't as well, yeah. because I think he was waiting for me. So it was kind of like what you were saying from the guy's perspective, it was right. probably, but I was like, I'm not going to do that because like, uh, then there, it almost feels like there's this ownership that yeah. I have to do that. So I just, I just let it die out. And I was okay with that. He was hot, silver, another silver fox too. But, um, <laughs> I love that you okay. bring it up. I love that you bring that up about how, if you made too much effort, you 
would know the dynamic there was like, oh, you'd have to have sex with them. Yeah. Like that's something we don't talk about a lot that I actually am glad you brought up. Like it may not be true. Maybe, but, but, but but I I think so. No, I, I feel the same way. I feel like as a woman, if I make too much effort, this guy is going to get the impression that he can just get laid and not have to do anything for it. And like, yeah. Yeah. There is, there is a dynamic in there that I've, I've also experienced, but I haven't like really thought about, but yeah, you're right. I, I totally feel the same way. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and, and that's where I would get like, oh, I just got used, you know, but at the right, same right, time, right. it's like, cause he kind of knew that he could just get laid easily, you know? Right, right. But no, I hear you. But, but there was one thing you said a minute ago. So when you said people reveal themselves, so when you, when you find yeah. out about the credit thing, so that was a red flag. So, so mm. what are your red flags? So we, mm. we have, we've had a conversation about like, kind of one of our checklist things. Cause I'm on mm-hmm. this whole mission to mindfully intentionally date in New York city, <laughs> which we'll see how that goes. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. the guy that I told that to recently said to me, is anyone doing that in the city? I said, honestly, I feel like a fish out of water. Like, but so besides trying to mindfully intentionally date with what I'm looking for, I have a long list of red flags and you just mentioned one. So what, what are the other red flags? What are the other things that have come up on dates for you that have gone like you made you go, Oh, I, I can't see this date again. Oh, I don't know. I think I try to deter some of them that, but one thing came to mind is like, um, bashing the ex, but mm, I, I try to yeah. divert it because I feel like let's not go there right now because in con- in context you know i could maybe relate to you or understand or empathize or whatever but we don't know each other that much right now so mm-hmm. you know so i try to divert those conversations um but yeah if they're like oh she's crazy or like the typical sayings that men have um and i don't know <sighs> I don't know if there's clear red flags, like financial, I would just say like, um, not on the same level or better. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I can't think of any. I think for me, I know this is, this is like, it came up recently. Oh, exes, having exes in their life. Mm, that's a red flag to you. Hell so, yeah. so that guy that the really needy one that I stopped talking to. So, so of the four men, you know, there's three now that are gone. The, the one needy one lived down the hall from yeah. his ex-wife. So they decided to get apartments like in the same building down the hall from each other to make it easier to share custody with their son. Hmm. That would have been a red flag for you. It's different. I think and because a child. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of weird because I've, I've yeah. heard from a female side that the ex ended up moving into the same building and it was easier for them to like, transfer and like babysit each other when they needed to do stuff. So it became super convenient for them. Yeah. And I know it from that side, but they're done, done, you know? Yeah. But yeah, on the other side from dating a male side, like, I don't know if I'd, that would just sound iffy and being in the same house. Like just, I wouldn't say the ex being in the life because I have like exes in my life, but for one way many. or another, I have one or two. I, I saw yeah. one this past week and I talked to another one this past week, but I have very few like friendships with exes. Yeah. I don't know. I'd have to think about that. So let's, let's get back to that. But, um, <laughs> anyways, so just wrapping it up. Um, yeah, I don't know about the profiles. There's some enhancements. I think I'm going to delete all mine 
Really? And then go back and then start from scratch. And I guess I got to take new photos because just, uh, I just have anxiety about like these photos. They have to be like, they're almost like end up being selfies and they're like, ugh. I just hate a bunch of like selfie photos and you have to do a full body. It's like, you have to overthink all of it. It just really, I know. I mean, it's it's, nuts. I don't want to do it, but it's crazy that there are consultants out there who charge money for like managing people's dating profiles. I mean, the only thing I can say is, and I think it's worked well for me is just using recent current photos, but I'm, I'm on Instagram heavily. And then I'm pretty authentic in my profile, but I'm also a communicator and a writer and all these things. So I'm very minimal. I write a lot and I'm, I, you know, like I'm expressive and I just try to communicate out who I am. And I do that because I try to minimize the guys who are pinging me, you know, because I try to keep the noise down because it gets so noisy and I can't handle all of that. So I, I would be happy to get one guy liking me a week if he was the right kind of guy. Mm. So that's my attitude. I, and I'm like, so I try to be as clear as possible who I am, what I'm looking for. I use recent photos and I'm like, well, if he doesn't like what I look like, like recently and like in my true self and whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And maybe 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 that's why I I get a lot of second dates. I get a lot of second dates and third dates and I don't know. I I feel, I feel like it's working for me. (laughs) Yeah. I think I just don't meet anybody. I haven't met anybody that I liked enough to have a second and a third date. Yeah. So I haven't wanted except, yeah, except a Portuguese guy where I was like, no, you saw you, you know? Um, but I don't know. We'll see if I, if I delete and then go back, then I'll lose some of the conversations and then I'll have to either figure out if I give my phone number. It's it's so in summary, fun. how do you feel about dating apps? And if you didn't use them, how else will we meet people these days? Um, I'd like to really still just meet people out in the wild. That's not happening. I don't go out off enough or often enough. And I think we, we just, we talked about this with our age range too. Mm, yeah. It's hard to pe- meet people in real life. Mm-hmm. I mean, you might at what a work conference or something you know like how yeah yeah i think that's how things happen right now yeah like not at the bars because then those those are more like tinder conversations and that's i read an article before that tinder was the most like meeting somebody in person at a bar because it's based on attraction and visual and less about kind of filtering on the other stuff you know Mm -hmm. Anyhow, so we'll touch back in a few weeks. Um, and that's it for 40s in the city. <laughs> Cuffing season edition. And uh, school start of school, all of that, where things are less concentrated. There's less time on that. And you know what that looks like. We'll see you next Ca- time. Catch you on the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, cheers to that. Bye. Bye. Bye.